You're listening to Education Experts with EDX Education. Education is evolving. Join Heather Welch from EDX Education chatting with teachers, psychologists, parents, authors, creatives and other talented experts to keep up with the trends and what's happening from around the globe. This podcast series from EDX Education discusses home learning, school readiness, being creatives, changing in education, discussing what's next, hands-on learning, or as we like to say, learning through play. Welcome everyone, I'm Heather Welch from EDX Education, and today we're in conversation with Cyril Downing, author, play expert, and sales director of Polydron. Cyril is an accomplished author and travelled the world talking about play and learning with Polydron. Today we're chatting about his book, Polydron, which is one of our favourite educational toys in my house with my boys, and hands-on and play-based learning. Welcome, Cyril. We are so happy you could join us today. Thank you very much. You made me sound so much better than I think of myself. (laughs) Oh, no. Cyril, listen, I have to ask you, how does a rock star jetting around the world as a holiday rep get involved with educational toys, making play, creative fun and engaging whilst learning? You know, I... I, um... I've, I've often thought that myself, but I, I had a dream when I was at school that I, I wanted to be a, a musician. And, you know, I, I was encouraged by my parents, luckily, to follow my dreams and uh, ended up, you know, sort of getting a job, going and playing in a band for way too many years. And, you know, was very lucky to tour and support some big bands and names and all that kind of thing. And just when I came to the end of that, we reached the end of its cycle. I was about 27, 28, and I, I needed to uh, to get a job, do something else. And I ended up, again, getting back into travel and going off and, and writing and, and all that kind of thing. And eventually found myself, again, 10 more years down the track and needed a job, had a few skills, looked in the paper, and there was this advert from a company called Polydon, who I'd never heard of. And went and met my future <laughs> business partner, partner, Richard Hardstaff, and the rest is history. I've enjoyed every minute of it since then. So, Richard, so you've been with Polydron how long now? Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh Cyril, how long have you, <laughs> how long have you been with Polydron? 18 years now, 18 years. So, oh, yeah, it's been a fantastic journey. When, when, when I joined, it was, um, I, I kind of think of Polydron in, in two different phases really we had we had just the original product which was invented by a man called Edward Harvey uh, many many years ago and he was a gifted man I tell you something about Edward Harvey very very quick aside you know Bic pens Bic pens the the little lid on the blue lid that uh, it it, way back in the past people would or young children would suck on these lids and so I think there was some danger of choking but Edward Harvey very, very simple. He cut the top of the pen, took the, took the, put a hole in the top of the big pen. So now, you know, when you, when you, if, if you swallow one of those things, you can breathe through the hole. And that gives you an idea of safety was in Edward Harvey's bones when he invented Polydron. So, you know, quality and safety were really important to him. But, you know, when he, when he invented that little product, that, that, that hinged product with a ball and socket joint that showed the difference between two dimensional and three dimensional products, you know, he invented something that was not just, a fantastic product but a safe product that kids could use and parents could let their children use and 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 teachers could use in a classroom knowing that it was safe and that it was going to you know going to last for a long long time but then when i joined we were kind of coming to the to a point where we'd sold so much of that stuff around the world it was still being successful but it needed some sort of new a new dimension to it 
and that came really from my business partner, Richard Hardstaff, who, who invented uh, magnetic polydron, which is along the same principle, handed product only works one way, but magnetic polydron took us to great new levels. And, you know, we've just, we've gone from strength to strength since then. We've been very, very lucky, but we, again, we made products that, that parents, children, teachers love using. And, you know, I, I count ourselves very, very lucky for that. Cyril, we love magnetic polydron in this house. My Both my boys have used it. They use it for everything. They use it to throw their balls out. They make large towers. They make <laughs> they go from three to 2D to 3D. I many, many years ago, actually, you showed me a trick of how to lay all the polydron <laughs> out and then you pull it up yeah. and does it make a not a 20-sided object? Is it a 20-sided object? Yes, 20 yes. Sided? shape and my oldest son still does that to my youngest son today and he does it to his friends if they come around so that still is a big trick that we use in our household I remember being at Nuremberg Toy Fair and videoing it as you were showing me so I could learn and show my boys how amazing I was with all the you know, fantastic. But they're, I mean, one thing that we love about Polydron is that it can be the car garage, it can be a princess castle, it can be the zoo, it can be, and nowadays, I mean, I looked at something the other day and what you've brought out in the last 12 months, I saw there's now there's sustainable, there's, there is. We're on on a run, Heather, you know. Magnetic Polydron is the base for that. It's just it's just been so fantastic for us, you know, but, but we always remember the original Polydron because without that, we would not, wouldn't have the magnetic now. And this original Polydron still sells in huge amounts all around the world, but magnetic Polydron has been like the, the glamour model of the whole, you know, the whole pantheon of Polydron products. And that trick that you talk about making the, I think it's the rhombi <laughs> cubohedron, <laughs> is, is, it's, my, it's still my party piece. Heather, I use it all the time and it's amazing. I must have done it. I reckon probably about a million times and it, still people have not seen it. They go, oh, wow, that's amazing. And I, I mean, even, even I'll do it if for a drop of a hat, if people around here, we're, we're having a chat about so nothing to do with children. I'll still make it because it looks so good, you know, but amazingly kids pick that up so quick and, and learn to run with it. But there's so many things that they then show me or they, they send to us on our, you know, through our website, stuff that they've made with, not just with magnetic polygon, with normal polygon as well. And, you know, what happens sometimes, I think, with, with, with your company, you get into a rich vein of creative thinking. And we've been very, very lucky to be able to sit around the table, myself, and Richard, and Darren Bell, and our, our Martin Johanna, we sit there and we, we, we think of new products. And, and what we do is we have like an open forum, whatever ridiculous the ideas, we'll have a go, we'll have a think about it. And not all of them work, but some of them do. And the ones that work, wow, feels great when they're out there and they're being used in schools. It feels fantastic, you know. I'm sure you know that as well. But, you know, your, your ultimate audience are the children and the teachers. And if they love it, you're on a winner. I know. You, know? Would you think about Polydron, it's that 2D to 3D play, which children start, even with, you know, things like Lego or, you know, construction cubes, any of those sort of things, they start 2D, they bring it up 3D. And that's the beauty of the magnetic tiles is that the age, if they put it close to each other, they can then always attach, you know, whereas they don't have to click it in or anything like that. But they can start this 3D play quite early and they can figure it out. I mean, and it teaches the persistence when they're, 
it falls down, the foundations, well, why did it? And they, they learn, you know, to make the Eiffel Tower or the Burj Khalifa, yes, anything, yes. you know, yeah. um, or Big Ben, I should say, as we are in the UK, um, rather <laughs> than, you know, that 2D, 3D plays such an important part of children's learning and when they're first Absolutely. developing play. But also Absolutely. maths. I mean, we're, we're learning our maths concepts really early with the polydron, yeah. especially the magnetic. So um, what, what better way... To, to learn about anything than to do it through play when when you play and you find these things almost by accident that's just a fantastic thing and you know we're so lucky as well heather that mathematics is is the same no matter what the language and we we, we sell i think probably the last count was about 65 different countries around the world all kids you know they, they although language might divide us the, the quest for creativity the quest for knowledge is there in everybody, every young child, when you show them something like something magic that comes to life in their hands, they love it, you know? And so we're very, very lucky with that. And, you know, like you say, learning through play, just investigating. And I think probably, in my mind, the best thing about Polydron, I think, is that when kids get together or work on their own and they make different shapes, if they get it wrong, if they mess it up, it doesn't matter because they squash it down and start all over again. It's not something like you glue it together and you stick it together and it's, 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 you know, if you get it wrong, it's wrong forever. You just start all over again. And kids just love to do that. If, it, if they make a mistake and they squash it, then they start again and again and again. That is just, you know, that to me, that's magic. Watching magic in action, watching people learn, watching people make mistakes. You know, that's, that's through mistakes we learn, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does, it, it excites the curious people, you know, a curious side of our brains, I guess, when you get something like magnetic polydron, like original polydron. You know, I'll tell you a little story. We had a guy the other day wrote to Richard in the office and he, and polydron's now, I think we've been going now since the late seventies. So we're getting on for, you know, 40 <laughs> years. So, you know, a guy wrote to us who is now a fully qualified engineer um, working, I don't know, some big, I won't name check him, but he he said to us that, and he, he was educated actually at Oxford University. And he said he was inspired to follow an engineering path because he first used Polydron, the original Polydron, way back in, in, in school in the <laughs> 80s. How fantastic is that to know that's happened? We have teachers come and say, oh, I remember this when I was a child. I didn't know it was still going. You know, just you know, great to be able to have inspired generations and still being inspiring. You know, to, but to as you said, children. the magnetic one's like the Rolls-Royce, isn't it? So, it is, I it mean, is, it, it is, from it the original Polydron. So, and actually, to be honest, it's much easier. The, the original Polydron's great, but the clicking in, whereas the magnetic one, as I was saying before, the children can always, they can always build it, break it. They can do yeah. so many, as you're saying, the creativity yeah. levels. I mean, you know, what I love is that I watch my two boys very different in age and one will use it and look at the size perimeter and, you know, all those yeah. sort of things. And the other one would just be watching and build something. But then later on he tries to copy what his brother does. <laughs> yeah. It's that open-ended yeah. play. And he yeah. doesn't really know what he's learning, but there are concepts there that yeah. when he goes and goes to school and they start talking about it, he's got this, you know, like memory, brain memory, muscle memory, which will remember yeah. what was done. So Absolutely. Uh, I mean, here's a question for you, Cyril. Like in the last mm -hmm. 12 months, we have had a different year, a very unconventional year. As a yep. mum and working in the industry, it's been unconventional in many ways. But have you found that, you know, has there been, you know, parents and caregivers, teachers, are they looking for more, say, for example, hands-on, screen-free options oh, yeah, yeah. to foster Absolutely. children's creativity? Absolutely. I mean, you know, 
you go from your first of all your own home where you see your children obsessed with with you know technology iPhones and iPads and playstations that just suck them in and take them away from doing things with their hands seeing things outside of the house that that and I think there's a massive market for products like ours like Lego like EDX stuff that kids can pick up and play with and have to put together you know we talked about you talk about the our original polydron the one that clicks together you know that is difficult for some children but you know there's nothing wrong with a little bit of work and reward you know they they see that they have to work they unlock the secret of by picking a couple in and then they're away and they can do anything they want to do but and you know because of this 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 move into technology this this almost become the prisoners of apple when we every time we open up an ipad or a phone or whatever you know and and it sucks kids in and can take hours and hours of their every single day they're losing that ability to be able to for those manipulative skills i i remember talking to yeah, someone saying that, that kids were finding it very difficult now when they go into school from the age of four and five to actually hold a pen because many of them have never held a pen they've never or very very seldom you know i I mean, I'm guilty of this myself, but I've been sat in restaurants, you know, when we were, we sick our kids out when we were young and my wife would always bring a big bag of pens and paper and just put <laughs> the pens and paper and they would just play with that. Nowadays, it's just not that way anymore. You go into a restaurant and maybe you're talking to maybe a friend or you're talking to your husband or your wife and you give your kids the iPhone to play and take up their time when they're not developing their skills. So they get into school. And they've got this problem where they can't hold a pen properly. So they're kind of, you know, they're, they're not. Whether well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Because nowadays you have to know about technology. You have to know. But I still think you need those basic manipulative skills. And they're really, really important. And I think we as parents, I know I'm probably a bit older as a parent, but I, I, every parent I speak to, either through our website, people who talk to us at shows, all that kind of thing, they say they want their kids to, to you know, to, to use their hands, to have this hand-eye coordination, which sadly, it, it seems to be disappearing and it's frustrating, even though I know I'm not, I'm not anti-technology. I think it's really important. The more kids know about it, the better prepares them for the world, but they still need those basic skills. They still need, how to, need to know how to hold a pen. They still need to be able to click polydron together. They still, because is it something that 85% of what you absorb, I don't know what the statistics are, you know, off, off pat, but, you know, you touch things and you learn when you touch, you know, when you feel things. And it'd be terrible if we lost that, those skills, I think, anyway. But then that, that's my opinion. So, no, it's also very social. I mean, it's the development of play. There's different ways that children, you know, when they're, when they're young, they're parallel play. So they might parallel play together and then they play, you know, messy play, the dexterity of the hands. I completely agree with you that they need. Mm uh to it i mean we are we have to embrace a hybrid model i suppose i see it now where whether yes. it's you yes. know we look at maybe the extension activity cards or and, yeah. and they are yeah. within a or you know instructions and they're within the digital frame but then you have this hands-on where they do get that hand-eye coordination the cognitive development the way that the brain works and they can 
uh, problem solve, then they can get the fine motor skills, the gross motor skills. I mean, you're so right in thinking that. And also open-ended play, which is what Polytron is. I mean, it's this amazing open-ended play that teaches you anything from construction. As you said, like architect engineering, we could make a new bridge or we could do all these scaffolding and design activities. And the children are solving world's problems. Like we could have all these children with just basic polydron so just some basic some of the magnetic basic polydron and we could say okay we're st- we're stranded on a, a tropical island and we need to get to the <laughs> island 10 kilometers and but we're not allowed to we can't use a boat how can we get there i mean i know if i did that to my children i'd have like these trampolines and i'd build some big tower <laughs> bridge you know that has some amazing things but that would be part of a scaffolding exercise yes. where children yes. are learning and maybe we do it online, and but we do it yeah. with hands-on yeah. materials. And I think that's a really important thing that, you know, these materials like educational toys or resource, whatever you like to call them, but they're so important in children, especially those first yeah. five years, you know. Yeah. So I yeah. couldn't agree more. We, 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 are, we are moving in a different direction. The world has changed, but, you know, I, I think kids don't really change, you know, from – their basic Not needs play. But, <laughs> yeah play play is, is fun you know kid, when you see kids absorbed in games with each other you think you know that that's a joy to behold you know but yeah sometimes i wonder what i i mean i, I i'm just too old to imagine a world without without you know learning through play i can't imagine it but you know i do see this this i don't see the internet as the evil but i do see it as you can get too much of it but then you know, you, you can also get too much of probably playing with Polybron or playing with Lego or whatever else you play with. But, you know, they're, as you said, the hybrid world would be would be preferable. Yeah. I, I hadn't considered that before, but you're absolutely right. There has to be a way of one complementing the other. And, you know, because I think they're both really necessary. You know, people, kids have still got to, to touch and feel and play and explore and, you know, create. But they've also got to understand. I know they can do that online, but you've also got to find a way to to manage both you're absolutely right but even having extension work you know so for example you sort of have these cards or these activities and then your children start to create their own but then maybe there's a way to do extension which brings in steam or stem you know that how that we're looking at it as well i mean do you know what i love recently i've just seen that you've got a whole lot of these gears and these amazing kits Mm -hmm. for stem and then Mm -hmm. that's Oh, unbelievable. It's another, it's an it's a great way to for education, educating children as well. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, we're lucky that Polydron just falls naturally into a, yeah, as, as a STEM, a product that will help you to understand and to learn and explore STEM. And what we've always done with our products, we will, you know, laterally, we, we have made things like our bridges kits and our engineering kit where you can actually go out and build yourself a proper VA engine. But we encourage kids as well at the end of it to, to go and explore and make their own inventions. And, and we ask them to, to, to send them back to us. There's a brilliant website called Ramsey Visions and it's a young fella. I think he's probably only about, gosh, he would be about 11 or 12. And he's become, and he doesn't just work with Polydron, he works with a lot of other products as well, but he's come up with some fantastic, activities that we would never have considered because he's just been creative and he's looked at the product and made his own and you know that sort of thing I applaud you know m- most of the best ideas for our products come from people who use it and then come back to say why don't you try this why don't you do this I've done this what do you think you know we we for years and years and years we were hassled by people in the mathematics world to be able to 
to construct or to, to cheer how, how to construct um, the the um, the Johnson solids and uh, the, the Archimedean solids, and we 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 didn't do it for a long time because it would meant it would have meant making lots of shapes or expanding. But eventually, we did it, and it's it's been a great thing because it makes it into a serious mathematics product as well. So at one end, you've got all these very complex geometric solids that can be used and shown to to work, and 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 also at the other end, you've got the very kids just playing and making shapes and just learning very basic geometry, which is absolutely fantastic. It goes the full gamut, but sadly as well, and it's, it, certainly in, in my experience of, of working with Polydron for so many years, I find that children are encouraged to play with products up to about the age of probably nine or 10. And then we stop doing that. We, we, we tend to be a bit more um, based on theory rather than practice. And, Many people will, you know, when I say things like the Johnson solids and the geometric, sorry, the you know the Archimedean solids, people will know know them and know of them, but will never have had the experience of actually sitting down and making them. And I think it's it's sad really that we we move away from that because you still learn so much. I advocate from touching and playing, you know, but uh, those things are still available there. You're know, out there, and you know people can can learn to to make those solids and everything. So yeah, yeah. And I'm ranting on there, Heather. I'm no, sorry. no, not at all. I find, though, that it's, you, you, you're right. You talk about teenagers and they don't necessarily do a hands-on play. However, you, there's a great website. It's an American uh, genius of play. And they've got this portal and they talk about how everyone, it's this massive campaign talking about how everyone should play, you know, whether you're, you know, 85 or whether you're 15 or whether you're three, yep. everyone should have a yep. playful element to them. And so it talks yep, about totally play changes, you know, of what you find important to play with. So, I mean, it's just one of those interesting things. That's how I hope, you know, I hope I'm never too old to play, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. And in, in some ways, working in the business that, that we do, Heather, is that I think you are playing all the time, you know, because when, yeah. when, when, when it comes to sort of dreaming of new products, you, you know, you just expand your thinking and think anything, but then you play with it to see if it works. But, but I guess play is kind of, is it subjective? What works for you doesn't work for everybody else. Giving it out to other people. We, we, we've had some fantastic products over the year that we've invested a lot of time and effort into and, and, Put them out into the market and they haven't worked and you almost take it personally when it doesn't happen you know but i guess you, you have to sort of you know be i don't know more open-minded i don't know but you also have to be able to say that you know you, you never know whether a product's worked or failed until until you know that people vote with their with their pockets i guess which is a cynical way of saying things but if you see kids playing with your products and enjoying it and teachers having faith and confidence in it then you've done it but you know Anyway, but that that's play, I think. That's play when you're when you're designing new products, when you're messing about, when you're coming up with all these crazy ideas, you know, magnets on mountains and all that sort of stuff. You know, then <laughs> then, then 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 you know it, that that's the fun element. And I mean, I I genuinely love doing this job. I'm so so lucky to work with such brilliant people and the brilliant people I refer to really are kids. You know, kids, kids, they're so honest, brutally honest with what you make and what you do. And you know, that that to me is is just great fun. And every time I, I mean, I, I remember we were watching the television a couple of years ago and it was during an election time and David Cameron was in his school. I remember this. It was on the six o'clock news. And um, 
it was just sort of like he would, they were they were just following him around with the cameras they do on these things. And he was sat in a school with his little boy and they were playing with magnetic body drop. Thought, yeah, it definitely works. It's good enough for a politician. It's good enough for me, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I do think that sometimes products, when it's open-ended and people can see endless possibilities, is that sometimes, say, people don't also necessarily understand how to use it. Do you do you know what I'm saying? So you know, yes, this could I be do. a really Absolutely. great product, but unless yeah. they're sort of shown and they're showing the beauty of it, it can sometimes be a little bit. They're looking at it thinking, I just don't understand how this would work. You know, I yeah. think there's more understanding now about creativity, the importance and looking at open-ended play, multiple ages, which is what, you know, Polydron's beautiful for, for play and learning. You know, you could have a three-year-10 and a two-year-old, three-year-10, you know, 15-year-old, all building different yeah. things, the complexity, yeah. and they're learning different stages, but they can all learn something from it, which I think is one of the most, there's not many toys that you can say no. do that. No. I I. When I do these workshops with, with, with children in schools, and I've not done one for a long time now because of where we are, you know, and I've done them all over the world as well, and it, they all sort of follow a similar pattern. But, you know, you, you sit down and I've I done, done them with magnetic polymer, but also done them with original polymer. I kind of have like a conspiracy that I say to the kids, that, you know, once you've unlocked the secret of polydron, you can do anything. And I, 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 I show them how you can click these two things together. And I say, and I ask them, they all get a couple of pieces each and they click them together. Eventually every child in the class can do it. I just say, right, now you've unlocked the secret of polydron, where you go and start creating. And that, yeah, and that kind of catches fire. And it's just so good to see that, you know, to see that kind of thing happening is wonderful, you know, and it's the same with magnetic, you know, kids just, get so absorbed in it i'm, I'm truly grateful that it happens and long may it continue you know so absolutely so is that intrinsic you you burst the intrinsic motivation of children is probably an, oh, another way to say it. but listen i'll tell you what i was going to ask you and this is something that you know we've found as well as a you know with educational toys is that over the last 12 months have you found there's an increase in counterfeit products like counterfeit oh, products yes. for third-party <laughs> sellers and has it affected you to a degree don't get me started <laughs> <laughs> okay we, i know a bit we, of whack-a-mole i think <laughs> we find we find a copy of our products pretty much every year um, they're just the ones we find we know there's there's you know there's lots and lots people send them to us you know they tell us about them you know yeah. it's a very good industry for people being in places and saying Cyril I find a copy of your product you better have a look at this you know some of them I've seen or I know about you know but I just, I, it's, it frustrates the life I mean, because the people who, who, who make these copies I think if they put their energies into coming up with original stuff we'd probably be enriched by all these fantastic products but to just get yours and then copy it call it a different name oh and, and half the time it's rubbish stuff I, I, you know really really annoys me but over the years We've spent so much money on taking people to court for copying your products, you know, and we, we try to stop them as best we possibly can. But it is like you said, whack-a-mole is a great way to describe it. But they um, we, now, the we now try to move, <laughs> move on and be ahead of the game all the time for creating new products. And But you still find some every year. We have to take action every now and again. But, you know, and, and here's the thing as well, Heather, we've had over the years we've had products sent to us that's, that looks like our product. The people said, I bought this Polydron, it doesn't work and I want my mm. money back and it's not our product. And then what we've done, we, we've said, look, 
really sorry, you've actually bought a copy product and we sent back some original product in several cases. But the problem is, is when sometimes you'll get, I mean, up to now, magnetic polydron, you know, touch wood has not been copied, thank goodness. There's lots of similar products out there. are very, very good, some of them. Some of them are not so good. But the danger is when you're talking with magnets, you're taking a massive chance. Now, you know if you buy a polydron product, it's been tested to the very highest standards in every country that you know we sell it in, and we sell it in many different countries. So you know, a parent wants that, that assurance, I think, that when they can sit down with their children playing, they're not going to be in any danger when it's and, and you know safety for us has always been the most important part so that in itself should, should would drive me to buying the original i know when i when my kids were young and and we, we you know my, my son was absolutely addicted to lego and you could buy lots of copies of lego online and different places but you know you knew if you bought lego it's going to be safe and it's going to be right and put it in his mouth and chew it or whatever they do with it and, and you know it wasn't and going to it hurt him in any way it fits in the mold that's the other thing it actually fits yeah. every time it's the guarantee absolutely and and you know that i i mean and sometimes you couldn't always afford to buy that but you know you i'd never ever compromise and buy something that was going to endanger them in any way you know and i think that as parents we want the best for our children all the time you know and Honestly, even if I couldn't afford it, I'd rather go without and buy something that's a copy. I suppose Many so reasons, because I'm in the business, but... But know. that's when we ask, you know, what's your tip? Because when you go online these days, you know, there's all these great marketplaces, there's third-party sellers, and sometimes you don't know. And if you're not in the industry, no, no. you don't really know. You just think, oh, God, price. Okay, you know, yes, we can afford this. We can get double the size. But, you know, we don't necessarily know if it's been tested and can it get through the border. Actually, yes, it can still get through the border, which we're finding yes, without does, the it? testing that we as organizations have to do so what's your top tips to look out for for parents caregivers teachers when looking at you know these online marketplaces what can you look for to make sure that it's safe for our classroom for our home or anything like that well i mean obviously i, I i'd go to you think about the reputable dealers I and mean, if, if you put stuff on amazon it's not i believe if it's not safely tested it won't get on there anyway if it's not up to a certain standard I, I would tend to trust that. I would also, you know, look at there's different website. There's toy safety regulations that you can read from the British government. There's also a toy safety website in the USA that you can check out. And, and also, I mean, you can go direct to manufacturers and, and ask. I mean, if anyone asks to see our safety certificates, we'd always willingly show you them where, where we are. And it's so difficult, Heather, because as you say, there are so many copies. There are so many people selling stuff and they just don't care about the consequences afterwards. But I think you've just got to stick with the recognised brands. And I don't want to do anybody down because I know it takes a long time to get a brand off the ground. But, you know, you need to know as a parent that that product is safe. Check it up. Look it up. I, I, I just wouldn't I wouldn't entertain something that I couldn't find some sort of history on the product and read the reviews and all that kind of thing, you know. So I don't know. It's a, it's a very difficult thing, but I, I'm, I'm at a loss to say what is 100% foolproof and not buying, a, you know, a product that, that's yeah, not. Research. As you're saying, research, look at brands, look at, make sure that if it's too cheap, maybe sometimes it is too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one yeah. of the things to look at as well. It's too good to be true. Listen, now there's something that you haven't spoken about yet that I would love to have even just a quick conversation with you about is that now you are an accomplished author and our, <laughs> our listeners would love to hear about your book. Now, I have to say oh, it's, it's called It Shouldn't Happen to a Ref. 
the hideous and hilarious tales of a holiday rep. Now you have to explain this, even just for a minute or two. I thought we'd got past that one. No, no, definitely not. This is amazing. Uh, no, I, I was, um, I've been from all my life. I've, I've always been a, a, an avid diary keeper. Sad that I am. Not, not every single day, but you know, I, I very seldom go a week without writing something down. When I got a job overseas working for a company called Thompson Holidays, who are last no more, I knew that many people wanted to do that job. And I was very lucky to get it. And I thought, I'm going to I'm going to keep a diary here and I, I'm going to publish it. And I really thought from day one I would publish. It. I just read a book by I've got a, a man from, from, from Australia called um, Clive James. If you ever read any of his stuff, he wrote a brilliant book called Falling Towards England. And I, I could hear his voice in it. And I wanted to sort of reproduce that style. I fell a long way short, but that that was what inspired me. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to write, I'm going to write a book. And I, I knew in my heart of hearts that it would get published. So in this crazy life of living overseas and working as a representative for a holiday company, I think, you know, you could take photographs, but they don't quite, they're, they're sort of two-dimensional whilst they're on the, the subject. But an explanation, a diary makes it three-dimensional. You look inside the heads and the behavior of people, why they do things. And, and that was what I did, I just kept this diary. And then, you know, at the end of, I think it was come to about been for that with them. I was only going to do it for six months. And after nine years, I, <laughs> I took this, uh, this massive notes I'd written, handwritten to, to a publisher in the UK. And they said, I'll leave it on the pile over there. And then I thought, well, you'll probably just be rejected out of hand. But then about three days, they stood for me back and said, we love this. We want to publish it. You know, we want to do more books with you. Blah, blah, blah. So that was it. It was, was off. It was published. It, it sold a few thousand copies. I was very, very lucky and still sells to this day, you know, but oh. very, very lucky. And what, what's amazing about it is that, I mean, when it first came out, it was fantastic to see your work on the shelf, to see, I saw someone on a tube reading it once and I went and sat them. I wrote that and if, I must have thought it was completely insane, but you know, it was such a thrill to see it and see it on the shelves and see it in airports. But it, it, it's just, just, it was a lovely thing to do, but I, I get, I get um, royalties still twice a year, but obviously it diminished over the years because it was published, I think in 2002. And um, obviously it was, a, it was good sales at the beginning and it got less and less and less. It gets no publicity anymore. Most of the stuff now comes from Kindle sales, but I still get these royalties and I take my family out for a meal, but the last one was actually a McDonald's. So I think, you know, one of us had, we had to go without and just have a cheeseburger with no chips, but you know, that that's how the royalties have diminished over the years, but you know, it's still, still, I'm, I'm, I haven't, I haven't read it or anything for long, long, long time. And, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what's in there, but I, I do know it's a great feeling whenever, whenever I see it out there, you know, so yeah, I, I loved it. It was brilliant. I'm very, Please to have done it in my life. You know, it's very lucky. So it's yeah. amazing to be, have it, you know, published, but also it's amazing to have it as a memory <laughs> of you know, the start of your career. It's the start of your traveling around the world, not only talking about play, but you were dealing with probably maybe maybe adults that behave like children at times. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The, the adults who never grew up. Some would say I never did really just to do that job, but you know, it, it, it's such a fun job and it's changed. The world's not the same as it used to be. Nobody. Nobody. Well, some people still go on package holidays, but not. I mean, we, I think in our height, we were taking, I think, four million people away in the summer, and it was just an amazing life to live. It was brilliant, and it was almost like a, I, I, when I was there doing it, you learn so much about yourself as well when you're doing these kind of jobs. You see, it should be like a national service. Everybody should go work overseas and you know deal with the great British public when they're abroad because we're a curious bunch. Believe me, you know. But, uh, <laughs> 
Wonderful. Some, and and ha- have to say as well, what happens, like, like in the job we do, Heather, you know, when, you know, we, we, you and I, very often we could sit together in different parts of the world and talk about the job we do. And we remember all the, the people that they're a bit unusual that might cause us a bit of a problem or a bit of an issue. You know, we don't remember all the fantastically good ones. You you know, 99% of the people who are just brilliant, you know, so, but, uh, and, and that, that's really what the book is about, but about that 1% really. So yeah, great, great fun. I, we, and we thank you for mentioning hear- I really appreciate it. I might sell a couple <laughs> more today. <laughs> we love to hear about it as well. Listen, um, Sarah, how can our listeners hear more about Polydron, get in touch if they've got, or even just learn more? Absolutely. You know, look at our website, www.polydron.com, you know, loads of information on there. You can contact us. You can Google me or find me on LinkedIn. If anybody wants to talk about Polydron, talk about what we do or anything we've spoken about, so we're more than happy to talk to them. We're a very, um, very approachable a bunch of people. And we, 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 we want to engage with, with, with our customers, our, and the people who've got an opinion about Polydron. love to hear from you. So please, you know, Look at our website, look at our Facebook page, look at our LinkedIn. We're available through all the normal channels. And, you know, I would be more than happy. And, and all my brilliant team as well. Who, who, you know, and we have got every, sorry, I know I'm going on here, but every every company is only as good as the people that work for them. We have got some of the best people. We've been very, very lucky. We have brilliant salespeople, brilliant marketeers and really good, you know, support staff. So, and, and, I, I'm so lucky to work with them all. I really genuinely mean that. I'm not just, you know, giving them a shout. I think we've, we've got the best team we've ever had and I'm not going to name them individually, but they are brilliant. They, 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 they make us the company that we are. I go out and talk about it and, you know, meet lovely people, but they're the ones who make it happen. And, and, and as I say, I'm proud to work with them. Cyril, I have to say, I agree completely. Um, Polydon's got an amazing, you've got an amazing staff. It's actually one of the first companies I met when I started in the industry so I have to tell you that um, yourself Darren and Richard some yeah, of the first yeah. few people that I met when I started with EDX education many, it feels like many years ago but not quite and so I have to say thank you so much for um, talking with us today talking talk about you know what well, I love Polydron my favorite toys the safety oh, I think you. is the really thing to good thing to understand and also about you know, the book, your career and things like that. So I really appreciate you talking to us today. So Cyril Dowling from Polydron, thank you so much. And we hope to cross paths soon. We hope to see you in person soon. <laughs> Been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. And you know, for the record, I love your company as well. Brilliant company. They, they show us the way on so many different things. So thank you very much. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.